is the football prize. What's up to the FP family? Welcome to a new episode of Football Profits where two friends talk all things American soccer. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm here with Coach Davis Johnson. Uh, I always say, I feel like the past two episodes, uh, because I usually introduce you as like, oh, I'm here with my good friend, Coach David Johnson, and Lydia has been saying, Coach David Johnson. we still friends. At least I hope so. Uh, no, when, you are, when you get to know someone more and you work with them closely, that that friendship line can get blurred between friendship, colleague, and you can get new stresses that you didn't have when you yeah. were just friends. Um, yeah, so I think by the end of this podcast, I think you're going to introduce me as just some guy, David Johnson. Yeah. But uh, well, we'll get through this. We'll get through this. Yeah. Every time I see you a text, I'm like, yeah, this man ain't worried about how I'm doing. He's worried about something so let me but you know what this. though what's going to make this better for us what we have a new unofficial sponsor this podcast oh, is brought yeah. to you by hefty solo cups no hefty. not solo cup. hefty cups just hefty cups. yeah yeah the red they, solo uh, cup the god are apparently the number one party cup in the usa hefty uh, yeah well so, uh, party time let's profits, uh, but let's uh spend that uh party mentality over here and uh send a few bucks yeah, our way that's my uh good vibe only sign so good vibe parties hefty, let's get it going let's you, get the sponsorship yeah hefty you have 90 days to respond um and then we're going to go on to something else yeah I don't know what until we'll we get to, one but something else <laughs> until we get one but uh okay let's get us started we have an amazing show for you guys today we're going to open up with the CONCACAF nations league USA beats Mexico. This this is, sounds beautiful to say. Just sounds amazing. So uh go let's go coach. Be- USA beats Mexico. Three oh we have a debut uh debut of someone we've been talking about a lot. Balgan just uh that is debut. Um what how you feel about it? Tell me tell me your level of happiness and how you feel about everything. Uh I'm I'm thrilled. Um so Mexico is obviously the U.S.'s biggest rival in soccer. Um, yeah. It goes back forever. Um, Canada stepped up kind of that second place rivalry now just on skill, but there's not that history, that bad blood. Um, so th- this, this is just massive, right? Um, but this was the semifinal game that was played uh, a few days ago on June 15th um, and USA beat Mexico 3-0 now so this is a semi-final that means that puts us into a final of the Nations League somewhere we were last time around last Nations League we won the inaugural inaugural CONCACAF Nations League so this is our time to defend a, a title right um, the issue here is it's Mexico it gets chippy, right? There's hands being thrown, uh, yeah. hands on throats, players getting shoved left, right, center. And with that, there's red cards. Um, Mexico sees two red cards. USA sees two red cards. Um, Oprah. Now, Oprah those red cards don't really matter to Mexico at this point because all of them yeah. happened after all three goals were scored for USA. Um so it didn't really affect the game too much, but it does affect USA going forward because those two players that received a red card will not be able to play in the final. Um, so that's Weston McKenney, one of our most important midfielders in this team, and Serginho Dest, one of our best attacking defenders on this team. Um, we are already without a Tyler Adams, who is our most important player, and he plays that six role uh, in the center of midfield. So now we're missing two starting midfielders, a starting defender. Mm-hmm. That's that's tough when you're going up against into a final against a CONCACAF rival in a very good team in Canada, right? Yeah. Um, but switching gears into that game, uh, USA played Canada tonight, 
Um, we're recording on a Sunday here, Father's Day Sunday, late, late night. Yeah. Uh, 11.54 right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and let, not, start not cutting you off, but since you brought that up, happy Father's Day to all the dad and dad-to-be's, you know. You know, fathers have great responsibility and great spouse. So happy Father's Day to y'all and uh, subscribe. Subscribe. All right, keep going. Go. That's, that's your Father's Day present. Subscribe <laughs> yes. to our podcast. Subscribe to us. But moving on, now that we're done uh, talking about dads. Um, so in that Mexico game, uh, our most sought-after player, Balligan, right? Um, and Balligan, we've talked about him plenty on this podcast. He gets his USA debut. Um, he gets fouled a whole lot, which is actually why some of the red cards happened in response to him getting hacked. Um, but he gets his debut. And then in his second ever USMNT game, a final in the CONCACAF Nations League, he gets his first M- or USMNT goal. Let's go. Like, that was the biggest weight off my chest. Like, it was one of those ones you know he should be good and you just want it to happen and you need him to score. And you're just like, if he doesn't score, I don't know what's going to happen. And you just really yeah. want a number nine to step up because we haven't had one in the history of this 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 team, really, right? Yeah. Like pretty much in the Bearhalter era, there hasn't been a number nine. Um, yeah. So to have ball against uh, step up in a final, put the ball in the net, and it was a pretty good finish. It was a really good ball in from um, uh, Reina to him. Uh, yeah. But that was the second goal of the game. Chris Richards, the center back, gets one off of a corner kick really early in the game in the 12th minute, and then Balgans was in the 34th minute. And that 2-0 line, uh, score line held to halftime and held to 90. So it was a pretty yeah. um, business-like trip. You you come in, <laughs> you win a semifinal 3-0 against your biggest rival, then you win the final against your second biggest rival 2-0. Like that, that's professional, right? right? 5-0 on aggregate against two really good countries. Um, yeah. I think pretty much everybody can be happy office. with that. Um, regular day at the office uh and the fact that he got a goal and like so much stress lifted so i'm definitely with you there and i it's one of those ones it's like once he scores you know he's going to be a prolific scorer um so it's just so good to see him get his first goal in the second game right that we didn't have to wait a couple months for him to break through or it wasn't against a yeah. Granada, a team that we're beating like 7-0. <laughs> you know what I mean? To do it in a Nations League final against Canada when your first game, your debut game was against Mexico. Like, welcome yeah. to CONCACAF, Polar and Balligan. Like, you have arrived. Yeah. And uh, just couldn't, uh, couldn't ask for anything more than this young man. And he has already started to deliver-ish. And... Uh, can't wait for the future man cannot wait for the future cannot wait for the world cup uh obviously it's going to be a, a bigger stage but to be able to see that just puts so much confidence not only on us as supporters and us as the media and as well as uh us as like his teammates his coach you know like everyone just so much confidence that hey now we we it looks like we have that true number nine, man. So uh so really excited about that. And it's also nice that our true number ten now in Reina was the one that got him the assist, right? Like Yeah. That so that's see the, that you want Reina to be good because he is arguably the most Yeah, but he's arguably the most talented player on this roster, Reina is. Yeah. You just don't get to see him be good all the time. And he's had injuries and issues with his mentality, right? We've talked about it. He, he's yeah, been a yeah, locker room yeah. cancer in the past. Um, but it's good to see him here get a really nice assist. Um, yeah. When he could have been selfish and tried to take himself, but he played the right ball through to yeah. a very good player, and that player found the back of the net to steal the game. So yeah. um, the fact that... So let me ask something. you this. Yeah. So how, uh, how excited are you to be able to see him make the right move? Even though we have kind of that cloud that just went past the, the the two families, how are you like as a as a supporter? You just being able to see him keeping his head up and still working and trying to be the best that he can for the national team. 
how much confidence is that giving you in that young man and kind of looking at him and be like, even though that happened, I'm still, I'm kind of proud or not proud, like whatever you think, but how much confidence is that putting you just seeing him, seeing him put in that much work? So I'll tell you what set the tone for me here. Have you ever like gone and been in a relationship and then you go through a breakup and you find out like on social media or whatever that the girl you were seeing, she changed her hair up. She got like a massive haircut or she <laughs> dyed it, right? Like the one thing that tells you what is, is she's moved on. Versatile, man. She, she's you moved gone. on, right? <laughs> this if, happened if someone, before? Just, if someone changes their hair like that, they've moved on, right? Gio Reyna this comes in This happened to you before? Gio Reyna comes in here, bleach blonde hair. He is a new man. He's moved on from the past. He's over it. The drama with Bearhalter, he's done. He's going to live his best life. He might be a little old to be doing the bleach blonde hair. That was a thing that no, probably ha- should have happened like five you? years ago. But who hurt you? We don't need to go into that. That's a different podcast. <laughs> That's Emotions 101. But Emotions 101. New podcast coming. <laughs> but the important thing here is he's done it. He's through the breakup. He's changed his hair. He is a huge Gio Reyna and he's ready to ball out. Geo 2.0. We should start a campaign. 2.0, man. 2.0. All right. Awesome, man. So we got that going here. Uh, that that kind of covers it for our, for, our, for our first part, man. We wanted to talk about that. So let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this. As we're going into the World Cup, right, you being able to see that, being able to see our number nine, our number 10 linking. Uh, with the way they play, are there changes you're looking to make? Are there certain things that you didn't see that you want to see? Or is this kind of like, you? I just want to see more of this? The one thing I wanted to see was Christian Pulisic cook. And he did it in the semifinal against Mexico. He was absolutely lights out that game, right? Yeah. This game, he wasn't as on it. But in the semifinal, he was cooking, right? Tim Weah was cooking. Like, our attack was so so good over the course of these two games it looked incredible right best it's ever been and we've been saying it forever all we've been missing is a fluid high level number nine that can link the play we have that now and now we have one of the best attacks arguably in the world but definitely in the americas um so that is really good to see but also seeing chris richards come up um the crystal palace center back he's um again so he's a premier league center back he didn't get many games he's a bench player there but if you are on the bench in the premier league you're a high level player right yeah the young kid he comes into this team and he balls out at center back absolutely perfect in the mexico game literally did nothing wrong in the mexico game he gets a goal from a set piece in the final against canada Right, like, yeah, that's what you want to see. You want to see your young center back stepping up and looking like veterans. You want to see your attack being fluid. You want to see that without a Tyler Adams, who has been our most important player, you can just bring in a Brandon Aronson. You can bring in um, a Musa. You can bring in whoever you want into that midfield, and we're still going to cook some really good teams like Mexico yeah. and Canada. Right, like we lost Aronson, so Musa filled his role. Yeah, right. Now, no Musa, and then we bring in Aronson, who's usually in more of a 10 role, and he plays that yeah. 8 role. And we're still... I, that was a worry. That was a worry to avoid you, right? Being able to, to replace that. And yeah, kind of how we do there. And now it's just... It looks seamless. It looks perfect. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, uh, I feel like now I've talked about U.S., but uh, did you touch a little bit on the uh, Mexico beating Panama for third place? Uh, What's what's your takeaway on that uh, with Mexico and Panama? Is that is Mexico still feeling like because it's always going to be Canada is always going to be high, but it's always going to be like Mexico and and U.S. Do you think with this team we finally have the chance to to put the debate of Mexico and U.S. away for a little bit at least? So the last time Mexico beat USA in a competitive match Giassi Zardes was our starting number 9 we must have had 47 different starting number 9s since that game right Right. it's been a minute since Mexico has beaten us in a competitive match 
We beat yeah. them in the CONCACAF um, Nations League final last go-around of this tournament, right? Now we beat them in the semifinal. We've beaten them in the Gold Cup. Like, we beat them in friendlies. We, over the past several years, since pretty much in the Bear Halter era, since Bear Halter first joined the, the team, the U.S. has been completely dominant over Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, now, historically, Mexico um, were, were whooping us, right? Like, historically, it was rough for us. Uh, but now... This is this is U.S. dominance here, right? This this is yeah, borderline, it. not even a rivalry anymore. Like, there's so much going on wrong in Mexico and the way they're they're handling it and running the team that I don't see this getting better for them mm-hmm. either. They are really in a tough spot where we might see a fall of a dynasty here in North America. Wow, you're going that far? I am. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm comfortable we'll say that if they don't get their next say couple decisions right as far as coaching hires, um, as far as player selection, Memo Ochoa is still their number one goalkeeper. The, I could have sworn that man stopped playing professional soccer like eight years ago, and then I only see him play for Mexico. Like, didn't like, we? Didn't we? <laughs> Right, he is literally the definition of a World Cup player. Right, he just shows up to support his national team. Like, yeah, I swear this man is waiting just, tables somewhere. They just keep him on a roster on like a random team just so they can it, call him up. It's just crazy, <laughs> right? Like Memo Ochoa, legend, one of my favorite goalkeepers of all time, should yeah. not be a starting goalkeeper at his age and at, at, level at a national level. Play. Yeah, at his level of play. For the Mexican national team, your standards should be higher. You should have players and that they, are they in do, the production, right? Don't they? But this, that's the thing. So Mexican national team, most of our players do not come from our domestic league, right? Most yeah. of our players, our star players, are coming from Europe's top five leagues, outside. Yeah, right. Most of Mexico's top players are coming from Liga MX in Mexico. They have really tried to keep their star players home which has really stifled their development. So yeah. if you're not getting challenged at a higher level week in, week out, right, then you're not going to develop higher. So that's what's hurt them there. And they oh, thought that they doing just... this and offering high yeah. wages to these players and incentivizing these players, stay, don't go to don't go to Europe. You don't know what will happen in Europe. Your career could tank in Europe. We're just going to yeah. pay you a lot of money. Stay here. Please stay. They thought that would raise the and level it's, it's, of their domestic league. robbing them, yeah, which makes no sense because it's robbing them for potentially playing against good potential players. You know, you get to play against Premier League player, League M players, so that, that kind of raises your level and your skill. So, uh, And also, yeah. it allows you to reach out to players, build relationships, because Balogun would not have come to the U.S., if we didn't have players in pretty much every league across Europe, right? Like players that he's already known, players he can talk to, players that he considers friends, right? If yeah. you didn't have that reaction or interaction with players in Europe and talking it's good about happy. this program, he wouldn't have come yeah. to the U.S., right? Yeah. But there's no Makes one sense. talking to a Mexican dual national in, say, <laughs> the Eredivisie, right? Bro, yeah. So, like, you're you're really limiting your reach here. Because so much yeah. of the recruitment isn't what coaches and fans do. It's what players talk about between themselves. And if you don't have players yeah. representing your country in other leagues across the world, what's your pool going to be? You have a very small pool of players to reach from. Yeah, I think we just fixed uh, the Mexico national team. Uh, feel free to use our tactic. Uh, Coach David has laid down a very easy blueprint to follow. Uh It'll take and about ten can't. years, though. They they've been <laughs> gone too far. It's going to take a very very long time for them to write this ship. I was trying to be nice, man. No, no, Mexico was... is in a troubled spot right now, man. Just... And I'm here for it. It makes me happy. I'm not going to lie. You think... It puts a smile on my face. This is what I wake <laughs> up for in the morning. And this is why I clearly asked this question because I just wanted to know as the the rivalry now gone away because. U.S. has continually shown improvements and just has been beaten Mexico. So 
have we gotten to a point when when it's us mexico we don't get as many views we don't get as many people churning out for it because it's like no yeah. no because the competition has is starting to go away but the rivalry yeah. that's something ingrained into fans right that's not just you don't think a, the quality of the quality of the entertainment and the game that's play well because at some point it just kind of gets like oh it's just kind of it stays within the name but you don't get the same thrill out of it anymore mexico got mollywopped in that game right like it wasn't a game there was no thrill it was three no point, man it was only three oh <laughs> but it was so thorough like there was no point in that game where i was nervous that they were going to score not a single point in that game where i was like oh this is dangerous <laughs> not a single one it was the most comfortable win i've seen for the u.s in a very long time literally since i've seen them beat granada 7-0 right like it was comfortable there was no competition in this but you still have Mexican fans throwing beers, cussing out players, right? Like, just it's Mexico, bro. What's your thing? Exactly. The 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 rivalry will be there because the rivalry is so I'm sure much to more. Do that with any, I'm sure if they're playing like, if you go watch the Panama game, I think they're doing. They're probably doing that. No, you don't. Different. It is different. All There's right. so much more to a rivalry than just the soccer being played. This, this is still going to be a hot rivalry, an important game every single time it happens. It's just not going to be competitive every time. All right. Awesome. Well, that I'm going to stop us right there to me. I'm I'm cool with it, man. I'm I'm all here for it. Uh, as much as many rivalry as we can get and game that we can churn up and talk about. I'm, I'm all here for it. So uh, with everything here, I'm going to stop us here for our first part. Uh Coach, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to get my refresher with my uh, hefty cup uh, where we are and officially sponsored. We're going to take a quick hefty, break. Hefty. And uh, we'll be right back. And we're back for our second part with the Football Profits. Here, back with Coach. How was your little break, Coach? Did you enjoy your break? It was good. I got some uh, refreshments from my hefty, 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 hefty cup. I feel, <laughs> I'm giving us so many opportunities just to show the cups. <laughs> you know what that tastes just, like? The, the water tastes so much better. Better than the other. It's like success. Better than the other cup. You know, I Not have 47 things. solo cups left. You know what I did with those? Threw them in the trash. Didn't even use them. Oh, my God. Threw them in the trash. They are dead to me. No more solo cups. No more solo cups. For us, you create so many. Like, when you dropped it off to me and I opened, uh, first of all, you brought it to me in a Holds food bag. I'm like, this man brought me some meat or what? I opened up. For those who don't know. I only shot Whole Foods. I open up the bag. I see this cup. I just start cracking and laughing in the parking lot. Nobody understands what's going on. I get in my car and I drive away. But Ms. Shea asked me to bring him his equipment, like his mic and headphones and stuff. He was at a coffee shop near where I live. So I dropped it off yeah. and I put it in his car and in the essential equipment bag, which again, Whole Foods is, I'm Whole Foods. that, uh, <laughs> was just like 30 hefty cups. Is that is That is essential for us now. We got to be on the same page here. I still got it. Oh, love it. Love to see it. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's let's dive right in here. Uh, some some good news. Some good news here. Uh, Greg Bear Halter in for the coaching job. Uh, how do you, you feel? Didn't about sound that? too let's confident start. about that. The way you said his name. Well, it, it's my accent, man. I got to make sure I get the H's right. So, is this Triple G? H. Do you want it's to just, just call him Triple G? We can do that. Triple G. Let's do that. Let's do Triple G because, you know, with the H's, I'm from the Congo. Oh, you got to get the H's right or you mess up everything. So, um, so uh, yeah, man, how you feel about that? How you feel about it? I feel, I, I feel good, but how you feel about it? I love it. I've been saying on this pod, I think he love is it. the man. And if we don't get him, then it should have been an assistant coach of his, someone that can play the same style, because I think he has brought this program so, so far. And we need to continue doing the things he was doing. 
yes, we might have a better manager that we could have reached, right? Like someone they yeah. talked to was a Luis Enrique, uh, yeah. one of the best national team managers of all time, arguably. Uh, yeah, he's probably a higher level. But is he going to have to break things down to then shift it to his way of coaching and his way of playing? Mm-hmm. Or can he build off of exactly what Bear Alter did? I think he'd have yeah. to change things. And that means there's going to be a slump and that means things are going to get worse to get better. But I think we've just seen yeah. the beginning of what Bear Halter can do to a program. We've seen almost every player that's played under him endorse him and say he should be our coach, at least all yeah. the stars. Um, so I think players want him. I think we have seen massive uh, production over time from this team under him. Um, we were in a footballing wilderness for a little while, right? Like it wasn't looking good for us soccer for a little bit there. Yeah. He comes in and we start winning trophies. Um, we start actually playing attractive soccer where we possess the ball, start playing a bit of tiki taka, <laughs> draw players yeah. or draw teams in and then hit them on the counter. Like we were actually playing attractive soccer than other than just bunker down, try to defend, be gritty and hope you get one. Right. Like we are actually dominating games and we dominated games against England, right? Like yeah. this isn't a fluke, right? He is doing the right thing. So give this man more time. I am happy with it. Like I could not be happier. There are so many people out there that are miserable about it, but I think mm-hmm. this is the absolute best option for the U S men's national team before you have a coach that is familiar with a young group of players because we had last world cup we had the youngest team in the tournament and he got them out of a group where they didn't lose a single game in group play and they played against england right like he had us playing yeah we got whooped by netherlands but netherlands (laughs) is great right like netherlands is a good country the way you're saying it uh, yes we got bit but I'm fine with it. We were the youngest team (laughs) in the tournament, right? Like, yeah, we had so much progression to get out of the group stages. No other North American team got out of the group stages. We were the only one, right? Like Mexico didn't, Canada didn't, Costa Rica didn't. We were the only one to get out. Yeah. And we did it with the youngest team in the tournament. That says something, right? And not just with the youngest team, but we did it by possessing the ball. We did it by outplaying opponents, right? Like mm-hmm. we did it by actually taking the game to opponents instead of letting opponents take the game to us. Yeah. Right. Like that is such an improvement over what I've watched for the past 25, six years of my life before bear halter <laughs> came into it. Right. Like I was just watching this team be nothing but athletes have to I grind swear. out results. But now we are actually looking like a soccer country, right? Like actually being able to play this game and take it to some of the biggest nations in the world in this sport, like England, right? Like we, England looked like the worst team when we played them. Yes, it was a draw, but we looked like the only team that could win that game. Yeah. 10 years ago, it would have been, if we got a draw, it would have been that like literally the crossbar saved our life 37 times. Right, like we like, would have no, just it would have been rain. England playing Jesus like would have made saves for us. <laughs> it would have been their England playing like they're like their backup backups. Like, <laughs> like it, it was like it wouldn't have been plausible for us yeah. a decade ago to take a game to England. Maybe not get a result like right, like getting a result is one thing, but to be able to get a result that looks good and you are yeah. the dominant factor in that game. Yeah, that's something we've never had in this country. So yeah. why would you want to take away the one coach that has done that for us? I'm yeah. all for Bear Halter. I don't yeah, need a right. flashy name. I am 100% Bear Halter in. But so I'm going to call you out on this a little bit, which is a little bit surprising. It's not, it's not, you even kind of mentioned it. It's not that it's the best. And I want to, I don't, because you go on saying, that's why I said it's good. Good is good. Like, good is good. I think this is good. Good is good. Love it makes it seem like great or awesome. I think this is comfortable. I think this is familiar. I think this is good to build up. But you mentioned Luis Enrique. You mentioned another coach that Luis uh, Enrique 
that could have been a better one, right? You, even though you would have taken a lot of work. A better coach, but would he have been better for this group? I don't I am just, let me just finish my sentence. I'm, I'm just going to ask my right, question. Go on. Go on. Uh, let's say the perfect storm hit. He comes in, breaks it out, and gives birth to a new thing with this amount of talent. Because this is a loaded team, right? Let's just say, best case scenario, you was able to do that. Don't you think you miss out on kind of maximizing that? That's why I'm thinking good, not love it or great. I, I think this is good. That, and good is good. But great and love it is at another level, you know? So I hear where you're at here. And I get it. But at the same time, we're not there yet. We are not ready for a Luis Enrique Right, bear halter. One more. Why you say that? Why you say that? Why you say that? The players are not quite in their prime. We don't have players. Like yes, we have players that are playing in some of the biggest teams in the world, but they're not all stars on the biggest team. Right, like they're bench players. We don't necessarily have the best and most experienced players, and that will happen as they get older. Right, because we have again the youngest team in the last World Cup. Right. So their experience will grow and their ability to understand those tactics and understand new coaches will grow. But Bearhalter is the coach to get them there, right? Along with their club coaches, along with just age in general, right? After this next World Cup cycle, these players will be at the level and age where they are ready for a Luis Enrique, right? I just don't think we're there quite yet. I don't think Luis Enrique would be able to get out of them what he could have got, what he got out of that um, Spain squad, right? Like he is, yes, a better coach than Bearhalter, but he is not a better coach for these boys at this moment in time. Four years from now, after the next, that's World why Cup, you love it. That's why yeah. it's good, and you love it. Okay, Four now that makes now, sense. If Luis Enrique or someone of his profile, um, is in the is in the running, and they choose Bearhalter, I will be miserable with it right because that will be the point where we should be ready for that level of coach but right now we need to continue on the progress we are at and continue on the path we are on to get there and bear halter is the guy to get us there yeah right okay so he's not the best person but he's the right person exactly exactly all right all right and i'm cool with that just wanted to get that out of you um uh so what what uh what are you going to judge him moving based on moving forward like what are things that yeah you talked about how it's gonna it's going to keep building up but what are certain things that especially with having ball again in there we're talking about having uh i'm gonna call him blondie with the <laughs> with mr release air mr ring <laughs> um uh, what do you like? What are you gonna judge when he comes in and finding those talented? Uh, what what what's gonna be your judgment? What's your expectation level, and what are you gonna judge him based on? So, there's a couple main things here, right? Um, next year, so so first off, there is right after this tournament, this Nations League just ended, right? Yeah, uh, June twenty fourth, I think. So less than a week, maybe it's June 28th, something like that, but literally less than a week on Saturday, the Gold Cup starts. Um, Bearhalter will not be in charge of the Gold Cup. They are still giving that to BJ Callahan, who was the second assistant coach under Bearhalter when Bearhalter was the coach in the first time. So it, that will not be Bearhalter's team. Bearhalter will have influence, I'm sure, yeah. but it will not be him. So I'm not going to even judge him on the Gold Cup. And also the Gold Cup, we are bringing almost all north american based players there's hardly any um european based players right like a match yeah. so it's gonna be a there. different team but uh yeah so different it's dynamic yeah. and i think it, it's the same way it was last gold cup and we won it um so i think we have the potential to win it but i'm not going to judge bear halter on this world cup or this gold cup yeah i'm going to judge him on the friendlies after this gold cup okay how he integrates um Reyna into the team who he had that falling out with right 
how he does that, how he uh, integrates a Ricardo Pepe back in, who he left out of the last World Cup in okay. a bit of a contentious way. A lot of people expected Pepe to be there. He wasn't, right? Pepe was literally getting every minute with the U.S. until he wasn't, and then he didn't even get a call in, right? Zach Steffen, the same way. Zach Steffen was Greg Bearhalter's number one goalkeeper. Come World Cup, he wasn't even his top three, right? Like, how does he mend those relationships with those high-quality players that have seemingly been ostracized from him? Can he get them back in? Can he get them playing at a high level again with this team? to elevate us again to that next level. And yeah. then as far as competition wise goes, we got invited into um, Copa America. Like that's not something we're always in, right? That's yeah, a rare yeah. thing. That that's means we are going to play against Argentina's. We're going to play against Brazil's in 2024. I want to see how we compete against <laughs> them, right? Like that's where I want us to be. I want us to be at the Brazil level. I want us to be at the okay. Argentina level, right? Argentina just won a World Cup. I want to see us. The expectation should be at a minimum for this 2026 being held at home with a very good team that's all about to be in their prime of 27 to 30-year-old players should be a semifinal. You have to be able to show that you can at yeah. least play Yo, with a defending World, World, World Cup. Cup. Or so you yeah, say for a World Cup, for a World Cup. Oh, so that should be the goal, right? That should be what we expect from this team. That is so. Not. If you can't at least hang with an Argentina, you're not going to get to a yeah, yeah, you don't have a chance, yeah, because you're yeah. able to kind of measure yourself right away with the team that just won the champs, the Korean champs. So, I'm not saying we have to win, um, uh, uh, the, I can put a good right? game. Yeah. But we have to be competitive. It has to yes, that's be it. there, right? There has to that's be something it. that I can link to a future, right? Like there has yeah. to be results here that I can look at and be like, that's going to be good in 2026. Those mental wins kind of. Yeah. yeah. So I need to see us uh, compete against that opposition, not necessarily win against all those teams, but yeah. compete. So let's go through this because my next question was going to be like, what does this mean for certain player like Pepe? Brooks and, and Reina, but you kind of touched on it a little bit. So instead of me asking you what this means for them, I'll say, how does he, how does he fix this? How does he go back and win the players' trust or tell them, follow me with that? Because I know coaches, you're probably not apologizing. You're just letting them see what transpired and trying to move on. But what is the best way of handling this these because it's not this it's like these situation because it's multiple of them how do you what's the best way to go about them so a brooks i don't think he's that guy like people think he should be our starting center back i just don't see it um so i'm fine if he stays ostracized honestly i think we have enough younger <laughs> center backs that yeah. are playing at a similar <laughs> level if not higher level um so that one i'm not too worried about but the big one for me is reina right yeah. How does that happen? Because Reina, when he is on, is the best player on the field. I don't care who we're playing, yeah. he is the best, right? So can he mend that fence? I think he can. I think he will. I Bearhalter said he will. He said Reina wants no hard to play. play. That's all he Reina said there's no hard feelings. Um so I think it's more of a just Bearhalter comes to Reina after this tournament and just says, You ball it out, keep doing that, right? Like keep doing it keep doing it and be humble be a good teammate right like the issue here the reason why reyna got the back seat in the world cup was he was coming off of an injury right before world cup was told that his minutes are going to be limited because of that and he threw a temper tantrum right and was a yeah. really bad teammate right everyone was celebrating yeah. he was throwing a hissy fit right but didn't we talk about how he was how it could be that could be like a testament to what he was going through mentally without everything that was kind of going through and being injured and not being able to play and not recovering well and all that. So he, he was also dealing with that mentally. He was. And now, to his credit, he's bounced back from it and arguably the player of this tournament, right? Like, at least the later stages of this tournament, the, the semifinal and the final, he was yeah. by far our best and most important player. So that's a testament to him. And if he can grow, I mean, again, he's a kid, right? Like, if he can continue to grow emotionally. They're young, right? Yeah, there's going to be no issue. Right? Like You're talking like a 22-year-old kid who 
threw a temper tantrum because he wasn't getting the minutes he thought he should be getting in the biggest tournament and biggest stage in his profession, right? Like, yeah, can I understand. say something though? Hmm. I'm I'm kind of okay with him doing that. I don't know. This may sound bad, but like the situation ended up getting worse. But I'm kind of okay with him saying like being mad because I can't play. So you know, I just as a competitor, I low key love that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. I just I, I don't know. I remember the situation started with him not being able to play. And yes, he was a bad player, but I think not being able to be on the field kind of started that frustration. And I just, as a competitor, you have to love that out of a young player. So I've had, from a coaching perspective, right? You want your players to want to play, right? Like I've coached the spectrum of players and you'll have kids that you'll look at the bench and be like, you want to go in? And they'll look at you and be like, guess right and then you have other players you just <laughs> look at the bench you sure. just look in their direction they're taking off their sweatpants they're ready they got their shorts on their time their shoes they're hopping up and down getting warm yeah. they're ready to go in right that's you who you want, want players that want yeah. to play and vice versa yeah. when you are subbing off a player i've had players that have been all happy and cheerful coming off the field i've had players that just looks like they wanted to murder me like how <laughs> dare i take them off this field right and like I prefer that, right? Yeah. You want that drive. You want those players to be mad that they're not getting playing time, right? Yeah. You want a player to want to be there. And it's the easy for them is, to make the adjustment of like, hey, if you do this, you get more minutes, you know, yeah, and, and they'll they be able to push it. The issue is, is when that anger spills into how you are a teammate, how you are yes. at the practice field, right? It's one thing to be upset in the game, it's another thing to be a bad teammate and to just be um, off, isolated, not trying hard, not working at practice, right? He wasn't training. He refused to do sprints. He was can, not Can I practicing. say something, though? I can I say something, though, man? And at 22 years old, who was really great at comp compartmentalizing? Like, no, who's good? That, like, that's like, why like, I understand. At 22, who's good at not letting, like... We all, we all been like your mom makes you mad at 22. You take it out of your girlfriend or friends. Like, like you just let situations spill over. Uh, so I, I see what you're saying and I'm there. And this is something that I hope that you learn that. Yes, I can use this juice to help me. That's what makes me the competitor I am and earns me the spot that so many people are looking for. And I'm able to showcase my talent. Next time, I just have to be able to compartmentalize. If I'm yeah. mad at this, I better so, tell coach I'm I'm mad that I'm not playing and I'm going to do everything to get on that field. And so and that's everything where to get it's, yeah. it's understandable, but it's not acceptable, right? Like yes. it's understandable. Oh yeah, not acceptable. But Bearhalter got a got a chance had yeah. to be tough on him, right? Like yeah. if Bearhalter just let that happen, he would have lost respect of all other players in the locker room. But it has come out afterwards after he was so tough on him all of the other players respected the mess out of Bearhalter, and that's actually why they want him back because of how he handled the Reina situation yeah. so right like being stronger relationship after this with him and, and I Reina? think it's just a hey well done you did your thing keep doing it keep being humble keep being a good teammate and you'll be a star right like I think but it's I just think he you and I've talked about this you and I have talked about this you almost have more respect for the coach that tells you yeah nah <laughs> like, like I think the level wants of respect of Reyna, Reyna's level of respect for a bear altar if he was here, just kind of, like, just a little bit. Because he's able to say, this dude can check me, and this can blow over a candle, like a scandal of my family. And he can just come back and coach again, and he's fine. And he's just telling me, good job, and we can move on. He's able to say, wow. Craig Bearhalter is here. The, a terminator, right? Like... When yeah. everyone thought he was done because of that scandal, he just keeps coming back, right? Like, no shade the Raiders throw at him. Can <laughs> I'll be it. back. He's all right. He's good. <laughs> it really I'll does humble back. you a bit as a Reina, knowing that there's nothing you can do to get this man fired. Nothing. I'll be so back. Might as well just be <laughs> under him and respect We're him. We're all in it with this. He's inevitable. He is inevitable. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, talk to me about how... Happy situation kind of kind of plays into this a little bit before we we had a break here. So 
the big thing here with Pepe is I don't think he fits the way Bear Halter wants to play. Bear Halter wants a very fluid top three. Pepe isn't a type of player that can go out wide, right? And I think ultimately that's why we saw Ferreira, um, who's your one of your favorite players in MLS. I love him. Um, love him. Get the call up instead of Pepe, right? Yeah. And Pepe felt a little isolated here because essentially he wasn't getting many minutes in the Bundesliga. He went to Bearhalter said, what can I do to be in this World Cup? And Bearhalter said, go on loan to a lower team, right? And then ball out at that lower team. So he went on loan to a lower division team, right, in a different league. Um, and he balled out, was incredible. And then he didn't make the World Cup team, right? So he felt ostracized there. He felt, he's like, I did everything the coach asked me to do, and I didn't make the team. Ultimately, I think he was never going to be a starter, right? Um, it was always going to be Sargent, and then it was always going to be Ferreira because they play the style of soccer he wants to play. And then it comes down to, as that third striker, is he going to bring you or Haji Wright? Haji Wright's playing in a similar level as you right now and balling out for a longer period of time than you were. And he's a little bit older, right? And a little bit bigger, too. So he yeah. really brings a different mentality than yeah. you bring. And Haji yeah, Wright scored, yeah. so fair enough. Yeah, but so I mean, Haji Wright's young himself. Yeah, he's he's twenty five, twenty six. He's young himself, but he's not twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah, Pepe is twenty. If you're yeah. going to bring three young forwards, you want at least one of them to be in their mid twenties. You don't want all who's of them a, who's a man? To you know, like right? <laughs> he's an actual yeah. And he's yeah, been playing at the same level, if not higher than Pepe, and producing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I am, I, I again, I, I understand where Pepe is here, feeling a bit uh, uh, ostracized and isolated because he's like, I did everything coach wanted. But sometimes doing everything your coach wants you to do isn't enough. It just does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I have a player, he asked me what he needs to do to move from JV to varsity. I told him what he needs to do. He can do all of that. Doesn't mean he's going to be on varsity, right? Like, yeah, you sometimes have but to think, do those things for a longer period of time. Yeah, and just four also, months. Yeah, because what you've been doing in three months, someone's been doing it for a year. You yeah, know, two, three. Who I go with. Yeah, right. But like, the thing is also, my thing has always been: don't always do what you're told. Do a little bit more. Like. In this scenario, I don't know what a little bit more would have been, right? Like, <laughs> score two goals a game. But, um, no, so I, I see, I think Pepe will come back into Bearhalter. I think Bearhalter will give him another run. Yeah. I don't think he's done. I don't think Bearhalter was uh, isolating him. Again, he was Bearhalter's guy for a while until yeah. he wasn't. And that but no, wasn't when he it was when he went to Germany and simply wasn't scoring goals. This goes back to a testament of Bear, uh, I mean, Bearhalter, man. He go. He just picks whoever. Hey, whoever's the best option. You don't care that y'all had chicken yesterday. We had breakfast yesterday. I don't care. I'm gonna go with what I think is the best option to make us win, and I love that. So, um, so that's pretty much it, man. So, uh, I think that stops us right there. We're excited about the coach and everything. I'm going to have us take a quick break here, and we'll be back for our final and third part, and we're gonna close out the show. All right. Cool. We're back for a third and final part of the show, which is always fun, you know, because the different thing Coach David puts in the rundown here, you know, sometimes we talk about certain players, but this week, you know, with, with the NFL, uh, not the NFL, look at me, I'm messing up leagues, man. The MLS, the MLS, that's what we cover, the MLS, um, not having a full week there. Um, there's some good things that the games played. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's some good things that happened here, and uh, some interesting thing that may start um may start good conversation here, Coach. So Honey gets his hat trick, which we're gonna talk about. But I'm interested in one of the questions that we put in the rundown here. Will will he be considered the best MLS player ever? That is some heavy stuff. But I'm gonna stop right there before we we kind of go. Uh, we kind of go more into it and just kind of pass you the mic. Talk to me about this hat trick and how you came to the conclusion or asking that question 
on if he's going to ever be considered the best MLS player. Not of this generation, but like ever. Um, Four is yours. So this is his second hat trick of the season. He's on pace to put four of them in this season, right? Like that's very good for MLS, especially for a guy who isn't a number nine. He's a 10, right? He's a midfielder, not a forward. Um, He's cooking right now. Uh, He is currently the leading goal scorer in the league with 13. Next best is Denny Buwanga and a few others sat at 10 with like Jesus Ferreira, um, Giacomaki. So those are some big name nines, right? Um, And pure goal scoring forwards. And he sits three ahead of them now. Um, Yeah. He is also sat, I believe, in third place with seven assists this season. So he has 20 goals and assists this season. Best in MLS. Currently on pace to have the best season as far as goals and assists is concerned in MLS history. Like literally up there with everyone else. And now he he just got back from an injury. Yeah, just coming back from an injury. Doesn't actually have a true like high level number nine yet that he can play the ball to. And they are considering like they it is it is all but done that they are going to get a high level number nine. So how much more does his season and his assists go up, right? He's already showing us he can score the most amount of goals as anyone in MLS, right? He's leading the golden boot race. But now his assists will get even better if he gets someone to pass to. So he's having he's on pace for a potentially historic season. He yeah, which will get him a uh, MVP, right? If he does that, he will be MVP. Mm-hmm. He already has one MVP. He yeah. probably should have another already too. Um, in the year that I think uh, Heel got it, um, it was between him and Heel. So yeah. he's only been in the league like four years, and he could potentially have three really could have earned three mvps he was in the running for all four years to be mvp yeah right like i don't know what more this guy can do other than longevity right oh yeah like, that's, what that's, more can honey mukhtar do to be the best in mls history other than longevity he's 28 years now right like 28 years old so he's right in his prime if he can keep this into his early mid thirties, say thirty four, that's six more years, roughly a decade in MLS. If he keeps at oh, roughly this pace, not this pace, but as always, as close as possible, one of the top players, right? Like a top three, top five um, MVP candidate. I think he has to be considered the best in MLS history, right? Right, yeah, right now, that's, that's probably Landon Donovan, right? Yeah, yeah, he had like 20-something years, one of the most goals scored in the history of the league. But Honey Mukhtar, in my mind, is a better player than Donovan was. Um, He's in a better era. The body of work, though. The body of work, man. He always... When you you start talking about history and best ever, it's not just about pure talent and dominance and about what you can do now. It's about how long have you done it but will a decade be long enough? How, do you think? How do you think a decade? I don't want to have this conversation time? now, man. It, it, I don't want to have this conversation now. But here, that, just hypothetically, say he keeps this through, and he retires at thirty-four. He's years a better old. player. He's he a better player for a decade. Is decade a long enough time for him to be considered? Then, then, then it's him and Donovan, and all of us have the. Then we have the right to debate it, and everyone is entitled to their opinion at that time. It's kind of like that goat debate, right? Everybody always going to have their goat. So it's like, then at that point, if that happens, then you can go with either or and nobody's going to laugh at you. Like, like 100%. So do you think he has the ability he to does. hold this for the next six years? If He does. I think you might. Right? He does. 100%. Yeah. He could even get better. He does. He's 28. Yeah. He might actually get better than he is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, I mentioned he's coming out of he's coming out of injury. Yes, he's playing, but we we don't know if he's like as he trusts his legs a hundred percent. Like he doesn't have a number nine to play to. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing you mentioned that that I kind of slipped my mind. Yeah. Give him a true number nine. He's doing this with Fafa Pico and um, Teal Bunbury, 
Bro, he got a t- he's got a squad now. Don't do that. Nashville. Feel buttery. Nashville. I'm talking about nine. Nashville. I'm talking about Nashville altogether. But it's on the squad. attack, it's him. They're Nashville he, together. On the attack, it's him. He is it's their a attack. Team game. It's a team game, and Nashville. Bro, even when he's he's off, like there. Don't do that. Don't do that. When he when he wasn't in the pitch, he was still performing well. It's not like when he's off, they're like they sorry. They ain't sorry. I mean, they're not sorry, but they're not potential shield winners right like they are not they are still a playoff team but they are not yeah high level playoff team yeah. with him it brings that he is one of the best teams in the league without so, him, they are an okay team in this league so the the mukta effect or honey effect i don't know what we want to call it maybe we should come up with a name pick one is a real thing like as soon as he steps on the like in the stadium like every eyes gravitate towards him in the pitch like that's a real thing so if he goes long, I can see this being a real conversation. But right now, I just want to pump the brake a little bit, man. That was this to me. That was a little heavy. I was like, "What?" Ever? So here's what I want to point out. All right. <laughs> so if you look at um, MLS, right, and you're under the stats and you're looking at like um, um, just the player profile, and you click on a player's yeah. name, you scroll to the bottom, and it'll tell you their player category, whether or not they're an international player, or they're a homegrown player, or they're a TAM level salary player. Or they're a designated player, right? You click on, say, Denny Bowanga or any other designated player in this league, and yeah. next to their player category, it will say designated player. You click on Hani Mukhtar and you look under player category, it says designated player, designated player. He's so good they had to put it twice. <laughs> <All right. laughs> He's the designated player like, of all I the. Know, I don't know how players. well that's picking up on here. But uh, it's, oh, player, we're, designated we're, player, we're, right? That de- is a designated player of all the times two. Hani Mukhtar. <laughs> but you go back to uh, Denny Bowanga, it, it doesn't show that. It doesn't show that. It's just one designated yeah. player there. So wow, that's great. Is that according you to, to MLS.com, he's twice the player as Bowanga. He's twice just the player. Just throwing that out there. I love how you be starting smoke, man. All right, so uh, make so you don't think about it. All right, so how many? I, I think I've asked you these questions. I, I've asked this question again. Uh, MVP this year or no? If the season ended today, yes. Yeah, hands down over Acosta. Um, uh, uh, he is. He is. He is. He is. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Acosta's team is doing better though. He is, but if you look at Acosta, he's not. In the top four in goals in MLS, he's not in the top four. Acosta's effect. Acosta's effect. He's not the top but four. He's never going to passes. Be. He's never going to be. But you have to he's be. be Acosta is more. Acosta is more of the like he breaks down and lets like think like he's not the he's not a scoring machine like. But to like, be like, voted MVP, you have to be. You have to okay. be a leader at least in assists. Or in, but I'm just saying, do you goals. agree with me that Acosta is not going to always be like his stats are going to be like crazy, like 20, 30 goal. No, I agree with that, and he'll he yeah. probably is the even most physically player to his team. Yeah, yeah, um, physically just can't like I don't see him doing it. But I think you take Acosta out of this FC Cincinnati team, they're dead. No, I think they're still a top four team in the in the East. But I seen that dude play with my eyes, and so you're gonna tell me Yuya, you're gonna tell me your boy Yuya Kobo, Kubo walks into that squad and plays at the ten. He won't be able to hold up a Vasquez. He won't be able to hold up a Barrial. He won't be able to hold that team. Okay. That team will still be one of the best four teams. Okay, they'll still make the playoff, but they're not gonna be on pace to be the best team. No, they won't history. be. But yeah. they'll still be a top four team. You take Hani Mukhtar and Nashville, they are not a top four team in this league. Ah, uh, come on, get out of here, man. They're still making the playoffs. They're still making the playoffs, yes, Cincinnati. but in eighth. That's the same thing Cincinnati is doing if you take if you take a cast out, they're both still making the playoffs. Yeah, but there's levels to it. Cincinnati might still playoff be the is best a playoff. Are you in a playoff? Take him out of this Cincinnati team, they are there's a very good chance they still finish number one in the East. 
You take Mukhtar at this Ali? moment. At this okay, let's stop at this moment or for the whole season. For the whole season, that and Mukhtar is still with Nashville. I don't see that happening. No, if you take them both out, if you take okay, them, take both them both out. out. Okay, Cincinnati, there's and, still a and, very good chance they fin- win the East. Okay, but still, they're not on pace to be the best team in the history of the league. Yeah, that's no, just no, of course not. Yeah. But they're still going to be the best in the East. And I think that speaks levels to how important Mukhtar is to this team. It is Mukhtar SC. Okay. All right. <laughs> Steve. Oh, okay. All right. You just are you in love with this guy or what? I just need to check. I think he's my favorite player in this league. I really do. All right. You know, Messi. The interviews right? he gives, he is like such a great team player. Like the way he talks about his teammates. Yeah. If I if I was a GM in this league. I think he might be my first signing. Like, if I could have picked anyone currently in the league, I think yeah. I would sign Mukhtar. Bro, remember his first game of the season? That's when I knew. I was oh, and he comes this. in as a sub, and the, he takes it on the dribble, and every defender just runs away from him, just runs straight <laughs> to their goal. They're like, "Get me out of here!" <laughs> remember that? Yeah, that was, was that was dirty. that was a good game. But uh, all right, cool. So uh, we got, we got to talk about Mukhtar in. Because I think one thing you always say is in honey we trust. Uh so we're gonna start saying that more often. In honey we uh, trust. We could get a shirt uh, with that. Let's get some more merch. Hey, um, I, I can I can get have my a, you have the only piece of uh profits. Yeah, one merch. one edition. One edition. And, uh I, I think we need to get a in honey we trust t shirt. Alright, I'll uh, let me work on that. I'll have it within two weeks for us. Oh, I'm here for it. Okay. Get one in my size. Um, yeah, I'll get one. We'll I'll get a couple. We'll get a couple. If anybody want to buy, especially my Nashville people, buy it. Go to the game with it. I'll be awesome, man. Um, and, we'll, and then we'll figure out a way how you can get it. We'll get a link. Uh, put somewhere here. We'll talk about it. But um, uh, but basically, until then, here, if you want to just follow us on uh, Twitter and yeah. DM us. I run the Twitter page, and if there's something you want, let us know, and we'll get it to you. Yeah, literally, you we're the football profits. Tell us what you want on there. Uh, if it's your team and you want, we'll, we'll add some design and we'll get it done with us with your with our logo and we'll ship it out to you, man. But um, we'll figure out a way to put it out together. Just reach out to us and we'll get it going. But one thing I want to touch on before we, we end the show here is there's kind of a, a team that's kind of been under the radar but kind of low-key killing it on the road, man. How does this slip under uh, our hand where uh, we talked about RSL being okay-ish I think our last episode, last couple episodes, but they're actually on the road like Superman. Ain't nobody can beat them. So RSL currently sits seventh uh, out of 14 teams in the West, right? Yeah. So mediocre. For them, that's a pretty good season, if I'm being completely honest, right? Like they're in the playoff hunt. Um, they're doing well and they're getting more reinforcement. They're, they're about to get... Um, Chicha Arango, uh, which we talked about. Um, yeah. They're, they're about to get better, um, like unequivocally better. Um, but the thing here is we talk about this all the time in MLS. It is so hard to win on the road in MLS that you just have to win your home games, right? If you win your home games and you get something on the road every now and then, like a draw here and there, you will be a good level playoff team, right? Yeah. RSL has said... No, nah, I will not do that. Uh, we are going to win on the road and lose at home. If they can figure yeah. out how to win at home, they will be unstoppable. Like, get out of here, FC Cincinnati. Uh, but right now, they are unbeaten in their last eight games at home. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, in the MLS, that is incredible. On the road, on the road. You said at home, but it's on the road. Or on the road, sorry, yes. Yeah. On the road, they are undefeated in eight. Um, honestly, don't know if they've even had a win in their last eight at home. <laughs> it, it's rough more than that. But on the road, it's incredible, and they can make that click at home. Yeah. They are going to be such a good team. They ain't got uh, time for that, man. And if Chicha Arango actually comes, comes in. in and starts playing at the level we know he can play at, this is going to be a dangerous team. This might be a home playoff RSL team. They got some players, though. They got some players. They do, and yes, I, I, I'm here for it. Like, I'm not an RSL fan by any means, 
but if I can actually start seeing them play attractive soccer for the first time in my life, I would be happy. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. always so miserable watching RSL play because they just sit back and defend. Oh, there's like nothing happening. It's just like, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's just, there's no flow to their, to their tactic. They made it to a Western conference finals a few years back, right? Finals in the playoffs, Western conference finals without taking a shot. In all games combined, all games in the playoffs leading up to the Western Conference Final, without taking a shot, every game went to extra time and penalties. It was ridiculous. They beat my Sounders, knocked my Sounders out without taking a shot. The Sounders took like 34 shots that game, right? Like hit the post twice, right? Like they (laughs) played the most unattractive soccer there's ever been played, but they got results. But now if Chicha Rongo comes in and they actually start playing attractive soccer, Oh my God, I'm dope. so happy to not have to I can't wait to see him link up with uh, park the bus. Yeah, I can't wait to see him link up with Gomez, see what that may look like. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. And yeah. again, this year has already been more exciting than their last seasons combined, right? Like, yeah. It has been such a waste of time in years past watching RSL play. Like, literally just please <laughs> give me my two hours of my life back. Painful. But now, Can I get a refund on my subscription, please? <laughs> now I'm actually enjoying it. Like, it's, it feels illegal to enjoy watching RSL play. But I am. And Chicha Arango is just going to make it better. Like, yeah, I might actually become an RSL fan. I don't think I've liked RSL shirts. since Beckerman and um, uh, since Beckerman retired, right? Like, I am and Ramondo retire. Like I am excited. I am. I am excited. Right, awesome. I'm still. I'm not. This whole thing made me laugh, man. They say, "Nah, we gonna win on a roll, man. We gonna go and do." <laughs> they this. just took all like <laughs> fundamental aspects of MLS yeah. and threw yeah. it out the window. Everything yeah. you think yeah. you need to know to win in MLS, <laughs> nah. they just said, "Nah, we're we, good. We're good without it. We're not gonna do that." That's a waste of our time, man. We just gonna go on the road, catch a couple games. <laughs> that is funny. All right, awesome. That makes our, the end of our show, man. We excited you with us today, Coach. That was some awesome stuff, man. Please give us a a a, um, a subscribe. It's that red button, man. Just hit that subscribe button. Hit a like. Leave a comment. And uh, Hefty, you got ninety days. Do your thing. We, we yeah. Do your thing. Do your we thing. won't be drinking out of this. We gonna tell people you were the number one party cup, cup. party cup in America, party cup in America. America. Apparently, so, not in Switzerland, but in America, not, number one. <laughs> not in hefty, that's hefty, such hefty. good stuff. <laughs> hefty. All right, that's a good promo we got there, guys. Feel free to email us at profitspod at gmail Our Twitter is at profitpod. And obviously, Football Profits, you can catch us on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. So, and that's Apple uh, Apple Podcast. So, guys, um, please go ahead and, and, and follow us there. Coach, you have anything you want to tell your people? Nah. All right. Tell a friend who knows a friend, who knows another friend, who can tell another friend to hit that subscribe button. We'll catch you all on the next episode.